Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. We're back for part two of Biggest Money Mistakes in Retirement Planning. Uh, we had a list of 20. We whittled it down to 10. We did the five, first five on the prior week's show, and we're going to do the second five this week, and, and maybe we'll get around to the other the other 10 as well. Somebody's probably going to shoot us a message and go, well, what are the other 10? What, what, yeah. what if they're important? So, And that's fine. If you want to know, if you want to, if you want us to tell you the rest of them, then we'll be happy to do so. Uh, just let us know, and we'll probably do them anyway. But uh, how you doing, my friend? You doing all right this week? Doing good. Yeah. Doing good. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, we've got this thing coming at us called retirement, right? Yes. And yeah. it's full of little interesting caveats. Now, you know, we talked about it on the last show that there's really only six or seven big ticket items that that constantly right. pop up, right? It's healthcare and social security, uh, you know, and income streams, right? Yep. Taxation, Taxes, right? Yeah. You know, there's yep. really like kind of like these big things that we that we hit, but you know, there's there's also the little a lot of little minutia and a lot of little things in there too. Yes. So let's get into a couple of those on the second five here, and I think a, this is a good one to start with, which is not having a clear retirement goal. You know, so it's yeah. it, you know it's maybe it's one of the big ticket items. I guess you could kind of put it in there. Um, but maybe it's one that's often overlooked because we're so preoccupied with getting money saved and yeah. getting to retirement and worrying about taxes, right, or whatever, that we kind of forget, oh, yeah, what am I even doing when I get there? Like, what do I want to do? Um, or, you know, or, or maybe you have like that cursory outline of what you yeah. want to do. But for the most part, it's like, I've just been so focused on getting here. Now what? But where, where, where's here? I mean, that's always my question. Well, okay, is, you know, true. There, there's an old adage that says, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there, right? right. Mean, how do you know you're there unless it's just, I'm done? Yeah. That, Which, well, okay, fair. Hey, that's okay. You may know you're done or maybe you're done because, you know, all of a sudden your job got eliminated or right. whatever the case is. Right. You, you know, you might be forced into that scenario, but you need to understand, does that work? You yeah. know, ultimately, does this really work? So, yeah, the, the biggest um, I think place in retirement, point in retirement that gets overlooked is well, what does that look like? What What is retirement to me? Mm -hmm. You know, it, is it an active retirement? Am I a golfer? I, you know, so I've got one client that, that they love golf. Yeah. His perfect retirement. And we plan for he's going to golf five days a week. Yeah. Great. That's kind of expensive. You better have that built into the budget. It's really expensive, you know? even if you're playing at the uh, the community course, right? That's you right. Know, let yeah. alone so, uh, a Raymond Floyd course or something like that. So, yes, I mean, what what does that look like for you? You know, versus if you're kind of a stay at home person, hey, you you know, you've got you've got a pool. You know, we talked about that's kind of your retirement, hanging out at the pool at the yeah. house. That's a totally different retirement potentially, right? Oh, it's yeah, not as expensive. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot of travel, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, what does that look like to you? You know, you have to understand that first to know, okay, based on that, here's what we need. Mm -hmm. Now this is how that's going to work. Yeah. And my buddy's RV and like you, he's RVing, but instead of going just a couple of places around the state, he's RVing all across the Southeast mm -hmm. in, in the Southwest. Yep. You know, he's just driving. I mean, like they're, they, they go someplace three or four days and they move on. It yeah. feels expensive, right? You know, um, campground expensive. fees are expensive, you yeah. know, so on and so forth. Yeah, I've got several clients that, that that's their, you know, in Michigan, wintering away is, is a big right. thing, right, for right. most retirees. 
Um, and I've got several retire, retirement clients that their version of wintering away isn't just going to Florida for a month or three months or whatever. It's they've got an RV and they'll do that. They're a little longer. They stay a couple of weeks at a, you know, a park and then he will on. too, but yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's, yeah, to your point, that's a different game this last year or two because fuel has just gone crazy. Yeah. You know, so you've got well, to budget that in. That what fact, does it look like for you? That so. factors into our, our next guy, actually, uh, yeah. which is inflation. You know, right. so depending yep. on the kind of retirement style, lifestyle. So, OK, so we're, we're trying to identify our retirement goals or our time, yep. our retirement lifestyle, what we want. Uh, all right. How are we funding it? Right. That kind of goes back to some of those earlier questions we had on the prior show. Yep. But we also got to take into account, you know, Mr. Inflation, who most of us forget about on the regular. Yes. And of course, obviously, recently we've been starkly reminded. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. It, again, it comes down to recency bias. Right. And we've talked about that many times. It's just something human nature happens. Right. We get comfortable and used to what our most recent experience has been. Right. Which is low inflation, inflation for 30 years. Yeah. We had, you know, this declining inflation since the 80s, right? Yeah. And, and we bounced around the bottom for the last five to 10 years, you know, pretty low inflation. So we kind of got comfortable there, right? Oh, this is yeah, this is easy. We can do this. You mm -hmm. know, oh, yeah, Social Security, we didn't get much there, but really inflation wasn't that high. So everything's good. And all of a sudden, when we start having this 8, 10% inflation, it's like, what in the world happened? Yeah. You know? And we're supposedly at around five right now, but right. so it's I mean, backed off, but, it's backed off but a little again, bit, but you still go to the store and you still realize that there's many no. things that are not five. Yeah. And in inflation, you know, the high level number that they always give you the CPI. I mean, it, 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 that's not everyone's experience. You have no. to understand your personal retirement expenses and, and what they're going to be, you know, to the point of the camping. I mean, if, if that is your retirement, right. So fuel is a big piece of your budget, especially in the winter months. That took a big hit this year yeah. because that, that portion of the budget was way up. Yeah. So you, you experience a lot higher inflation than somebody that's got a more passive retirement that's home where, yeah, fuel is up, but you know what? I fill up the car like once every three weeks because we don't go anywhere. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. that's a different scenario versus I'm filling well, up the, the truck every, you know, three days the, or whatever the it is. The big truck too, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the 2,500 or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause you've got the, you know, the heavy duty and whatnot to pull the camper, you know, yeah. and, and inflation and getting nine miles of the gallon. That's right. Yeah. It, so. And inflation touches so many things, Phil, that we don't often even think about. Mm -hmm. So I called and scheduled my annual um, HVAC, you know, servicing, uh, well, and, yeah. and for uh, this month, you know, they're coming out next uh, this week, actually, to do it. And, um, you know, we have a couple we have more than one in the south. You have a lot of times you have split um, HVACs, you have split systems. systems. Yep. So yeah. we have more than one. So they, they used to charge ninety nine dollars um, per per HVAC. Right. So they'd service it. It covers it twice a year. Uh, they make sure it stays running, you know, and everything's, you know, they check the levels and yada, yada, yada. Yep. Right. And then if anything breaks, you get 15% off of any kind of service, you know, issue that something might break. Well, so they, they told me my, my total for the two, for the two units. And I was like, what happened to the $99? And they're like, you've been getting our service for like five years. We've been raising the rates. And I was like, I didn't even notice it. Right. So inflation <laughs> creeps up on you. So now it's yeah. $145 a unit. Right. Yeah. Uh, and apparently last year was one hundred and twenty five dollars unit. I just didn't for some reason notice it. So really, yeah, things will just creep up on you and all of a sudden. But sometimes, it, it, you know, you'll you'll ask something and it'll smack you across the face and you're like, 
Okay, okay. This so is now a big I, jump this year. So it's a like, big jump, right? That, so now I notice it. So, yeah. yeah, and that can happen with so many things in retirement, especially home maintenance. I mean, just think about yes. that piece right there. Many of us do want to stay in uh, in our home that we raised our kids in, or mm-hmm. even if we did downsize, um, there's still a lot of home maintenance. Lot of maintenance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the service side of the economy right now is is getting hit with a higher level of inflation than. Mm-hmm. You know, the other, you know, the food, the gas, things like that, right. that's kind of levelized or maybe even declining some. But now the service side of it's starting to experience yep. inflation, yep. which is typical. I mean, every segment of the market goes through a different inflationary cycle. Yeah. And you got a but budget for, have, and you've got a plan for that, too. Right. Because typically yes. you would do what? Three percent in your retirement planning. Right. Right. And I mean, over over the long picture, that's fine. OK. You know, Because usually if you look at historical times of inflation, this high level of inflation isn't here forever. Right. It, it's, we hope it's kind of like a stock market. Yeah. We hope that's right. No guarantees. Right. I'll right. look at past, you know, past performance. Not, not a that's right. Not indicative things. of future results. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, <laughs> but I mean, if we look back at history, usually these spikes of inflation are, I hate to use the word transitory, but I mean, it's, it's a shorter period of time. It's right. not the long term experience. Is so, there semi-transitory since they were wrong about that? Semi-transitory, <laughs> cyclical. Let's put it that way. You know, you it's a cycle. We're going we're to move through this and get back to it on a longer historical average. Yeah. You know, something more reasonable. What we've had in the the last ten to fifteen years is unreasonable on the low end. You know, same same concept in the market, right? Everyone gets used to, oh yeah, but the last ten years of the market did like twelve percent. Isn't that what the S and P does? No. Look at historically what it's done. You know, eight to nine. Okay, so anytime you're way above the average, you're you're going to give some of that back. Same thing, yeah. inflation. Everything moves in these cycles. That when you're above or below that inflationary or that average number, understand what that looks like. You're going to have the ebbs and flows, yep. but you have to plan for that in your your overall scenario. Okay, first and, just account for inflation. Yeah, true. Yeah, can't first tell you how many people you know, that I've worked with that they've run their own numbers. And I I just didn't count inflation. I didn't put inflation on social security. So I'm not going to count inflation. Like, okay, well, it's there. Run some numbers and show you how this works. And it's surprising in a plan. Right. When we're doing this, if, if we run even at a 3% inflation, right. If I show you, here's your, you know, you, you need $70,000 a year today. Yeah. Let's run that out 20 years at a 3% inflation. And what does that number look like down, you know, in, in 20 years? It's 140. Ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost double. It's like, yeah. what, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a, a normal it, average. I'd want to have so much fun with that and be like, well, I went ahead and put together, together a little plan for you. And I just decided to leave off food. I figured you That's didn't right. need yeah. it. Yeah. You, you can, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What's the just start deal? growing it in the backyard. Or That's something. right. You'll be yeah. fine. Uh, and well, and that's why it's important, right, to come in for reviews, which is next on our yes. list here. Uh, so the next item is is just the importance of updating. Again, it's not, um, you know, a lot of times we'll buy an insurance policy, you know, fill mm-hmm. it in. It's like, okay, great. I got it. Throw it in a drawer. Rock yep. on. Right. You, your, your retirement plan. It, we're good. Yeah. yeah your financial yeah. plan really shouldn't be that way because your life's no. not going to be stuck in a drawer, hopefully. No, absolutely not. I mean, it, everything changes in life. You know, in in the environment, right? The economy, taxes. I mean, all these different components are going to change. When, as a financial advisor or planner, as we're doing this, I mean, we have to make certain assumptions up front, right? When we're yeah, running have these to. numbers 20, 30 years out, we have to run the numbers at a, a some some assumption, right? To to mm-hmm. make sure, okay, does it even work at certain assumptions? But it's not a set it and forget it. 
because right. I guarantee you we're never going to be exactly on that. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No. You know, no, my goal I mean, is we're going to be somewhere around that. Yeah. And we have to monitor it every single year. Where are we at? You know, are we on track? You know, do we need to make changes to the plan? Has something changed in your life? You know, did you decide you're going to be more active? So you need more money. Inflation's higher this year. Yeah. I mean, thing. I mean, what, all the different pieces of the change. Yeah. Think about the inflation conversation we just had. How many people went into their financial advisor this year, this past, you know, maybe 18 mm-hmm. months and said, hey, am I going to be OK? Like this inflation is yeah. digging into me. Like, do we need to make some changes? Right. That's an understandable conversation. That's an understandable, you know, OK, let's take a look at it. Let's see if we need to make a change in the plan versus just going, oh, inflation's high. I got to get more aggressive. That may not be the right move. Yeah, which I mean, especially the way this has all come together, you know, in in this last year, 18 months, almost that perfect storm of high inflation, markets are falling, bond markets falling. I mean, it's like nothing's going right. No, right? right. So, it's like my hurricanes right now, my my hockey team. Nothing's going right for us. <laughs> nothing's in the going playoffs. right. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, we can't get so, we can't get a lucky puck bounce to save our life. But anyway, yeah, well, yeah, same thing here. You, there's yeah. no lucky bounce in this economy and planning right now. Has panic. That doesn't yeah. mean it's going to be there forever. Yeah, that's why it's important to to have the plan first of all to know it works, but secondly, then revisit it to see okay, do we need to make changes? Yeah, you know, if this continues another year, what does it look like? You know, so you have those numbers and know. What is my strategy? And even going back to the beginning, when you're running that plan, you should never run a plan out 20, 30 years into retirement and say, okay, well, I'm going to run out of money and have nothing left in in year 30. (laughs) Okay. That doesn't work because the the assumption for that to work is that everything goes just perfect every single year for the next 30 years, which is not going to happen. And if that's happening for you, uh, hey, Uh, you're probably sitting on a lot of money anyway, right? Because nobody's that lucky. No, exactly. I mean, if, if, yeah, if you have way more than you're going to spend, it probably isn't going to change. Yeah, the I mean, at the end of the day, you're not unless you're, unless you're Tom Brady, nobody's that lucky. Right. But if, yeah. if you're running your scenario, don't ever plan to run out of money at the end. You know, yeah. my version personally of running out of money is that last year of whatever life expectancy is, we've got enough for five more years at least. Sure. Yeah. Because longevity, yeah. you know, or just things happen. We, we want to have some wiggle room in the plan to know that we've got some flexibility along the way because things aren't going to happen yeah. in this linear fashion. Got to have a little wiggle room. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and that goes, well, you got to wiggle, you got to wiggle a little bit because uh, we'll go to my wife's favorite uh, topic. And I say that completely sarcastically, uh, which <laughs> is assuming that you won't live a long time, which I do. Uh, I have a number of family health history. I have a number of personal health histories where I don't assume I'm going to live a long time, but I got some wiggle room in there, Phil, in case I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't want to make an assumption of, you know, oh, my parents only lived to their 60s. Yeah, my brother passed away at 57. I mean, I'll be 52 this year. It it weighs on your mind, you know? Oh, absolutely. In, In some points, you have to consider that, especially if there's a family history and, you know, Mm-hmm. Plan for that. Understand that, you know, yep. so you know what things look like. But at the end of the day, you better be able to to have the alternative, right? What what if that doesn't happen? Right. And, you know, and what even does it if look like that. Well, and so. even if you're right, Phil, even if you're a doomsayer in that regard, uh, because of family history and you're right, mm-hmm. what about your spouse? So yeah, are you making a, you know, I mean, I could yeah. be like, Hey, I know I'm going to croak by 70. So I'm going to blow yeah, it all. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, we're and gonna we're going to, yeah, we're going to have a party between now and 70. 
and yeah. and I could be right, but then I've left her, you know, behind the eight ball, or I could be wrong, and we're both behind the eight ball. So just don't do it, yeah. right? Just have a plan. Yeah, it's on both both sides of the equation, right? Don't don't um, underestimate, you know, what the life expectancy is for both of you. And the biggest danger is if you think both of you are going to have a, a shorter life expectancy. Yeah, actually, the the That's double juju. Um, yeah, the highest risk plan is if one spouse passes early, another one lives longer because you have that long period of time of being single surviving yeah. spouse. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that's a high risk scenario, but you have to plan for that and understand what that looks like. I mean, our approach, we're always, I say, plan for the best, prepare for the worst, right? So right. we're running our scenarios based on whatever full life expectancy is. Then let's stress test it and say, okay, it works. Then what happens if one of you passes today, mm-hmm. five, 10, 15 years into the plan, just so you know, here's, here's the potential obstacles how do we plan for that? Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. You know, so similar to point number one, you know, if, if you want to underestimate your income need in retirement, which is easy to do, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just looking at what well, my heat is this and that, you know, works really well, understand what you're going to need. Same thing on life expectancy. If you look and say, oh, I don't think I'm going to live, you know, to much beyond 75, then I, you, know, you plan to have all the running money out, money run out at 75. What happens if you live to 85? Right. You know, what does that, what does that look like? Absolutely. And life expectancy of those that are at 60 or 65 today is beyond the average, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you look at average life expectancy, that, that counts all the perils that have happened to somebody from birth to 65. Yeah. So if you made it to 65, you made it through all those different. And you got like a huge chance of making it to 85. So. Right. Now, exactly. So, I mean, I I think the average life expectancy is around 77. They say, okay, if now, if you're at eight, if you're at 65 today, the average life expectancy for a male is 84 and female is I think 89 or something. Yeah. Yeah. We use 85 and 90 typically. There you go. You know, unless there's another option, you know, or reason that, that um, fits into their plan. And and one day that'll be 105 and then 110. And and that's, yes, that's what they've talked about. And it's going to run out to that number later on. So, well, okay. Life expectancy is one of those funny things too. You don't want to say, well, I'm going to live to a hundred and all of a sudden you've not lived the lifestyle that you could have right? and you get into your eighties and you've accumulated all this money that you're never going to be able to enjoy and spend. Right. And now you're, and you're physically can't enjoy it and you can't do it. Yeah. Right. So it, it's, it's a fine a line to walk, it, Phil. It really is. It's a fine line to walk and, and it's important to come back and revisit every year. Well, isn't that life though? Like? Right. Like yeah. life's a fine yeah. line to walk. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you go, when we first have kids, right. We're like, man, I hope I don't screw them up. You know That's what I mean? Right. You know, and then, but then at the same, and then you say so you have that dread of, I don't think I want to have kids because I'll screw them up. Right. Or you, or then you're like, I can't wait to have kids because they're so much fun. And I can't, you know, you know, whatever the case is. But it, life is just like this walking tightrope of the ups and downs. Of, yeah. yeah I mean, that's what makes it interesting. So absolutely. Yeah. We wouldn't want the alternative of just a boring straight line. Right? Yeah. I mean, so, no, that, somebody listening is probably like, I want the boring, but you never know. <laughs> so let's, I, we didn't really kind of put these in any great order, I suppose, but let's finish yeah. off with this last one. I, I did want to talk about because we kind of started with the income. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what you want in retirement and having to have some income and, and sequence of returns is really important in this uh, sequence returns risk, especially yeah. whenever it comes to when you retire. Now, we know that we don't really control like ideally we hope to retire. Let's say like, you know, Whatever how the economy the was yeah. in 2018 or 19 um, versus how it is right now. But we don't really necessarily right. always control that. Yeah, you can maybe work a little longer or whatever. 
But fundamentally, you do need to be careful and at least a little layer uh, wary, excuse me, of how sequence of return risks can affect your retirement early versus later. Right. Yeah. And this kind of ties into a point we talked about in the last segment of, you know, returns, looking at on, always focusing on what is my return? What right. is my return? So, I mean, the, the concept of sequence of returns for those that might not be familiar with it is how returns happen versus the average, right? I mean, we all experience a, what we call a sequence. Some years we make money, other years we lose money. Mathematically, over a period of time, it's going to average out to some number. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's how everything is presented, right? You look at your 401k statement, any investment is going to say the one, three, five, ten 10-year average has been whatever it is. Right. But that's not reality, right? That's a mathematical average that what your personal return is, is going to be totally different because of sequence of returns. And it can be devastating to have a down, a negative sequence of returns early in retirement versus later. It, well, if if you're spending from the money, and that's the key. Okay. So sequ sequence of returns for somebody saving for retirement. I've got an interesting slide that actually um, we can maybe pop up at some point. But for somebody saving yeah, we'll for add, retirement, we'll the, yeah. the sequence really doesn't matter, right? Over a 10-year time frame, whatever the return order happened doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you're going to have the same number because it's just buy and hold, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's how buy and hold works. If you put the money in, let it ride through and up and down. At the end of the day, it works okay. Where sequence becomes devastating or can be, especially if it's the wrong sequence, is when you're spending the money. So if you're spending money and have negative returns early, that's when sequence works negatively and you're against you. You think of it kind of like dollar cost averaging, right? Mm -hmm. But in reverse, when you're spending it. So it's, gotcha. it's a negative impact as you're spending. So back to our planning process, that's why we bucketize money. Okay. Right. Our yeah. soon bucket, we're hedging this the, the downside volatility of a sequence of returns. We're spending from this bucket that's much lower risk. Because we know that that money, we're most at risk from a sequence of returns. As it's running up and down, you know, if we have these huge swings of volatility and we're spending from it, if we get the wrong sequence and we don't control that, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's going to have a negative effect at the end. So we want to lessen the probability of that. Higher risk, higher sequences, you know, of return that volatility, that can be in a later bucket because we've got time. Yeah, right? and that's the importance of the review. Really, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So among like 12 other things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's, it, so it all kind of comes back around in, in a full circle. So yeah, have yeah. the plan up front, look at all these different pieces, review it on a regular basis yeah. to make sure everything's on track. You know what? We should do that. Let's let's maybe do a deep dive here on sequence of uh, returns and sequence mm -hmm. of returns risk. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, we'll do that uh, on an upcoming episode. So with that said, as always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform app uh, you like to use. Uh, did I say that right? Uh, whether it's Spotify or Apple or Google or uh, YouTube, whatever, whatever the case the, might the be. The twister so, of apps. Uh, yeah, something, right? Uh, you can find all of it there on those different sites. Uh, simply type in Phil's Tax Hacks or just stop by the website, uh, which we have it all there, which you can subscribe to it from that place, which is Phil's Tax Hacks. Dot com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And of course, you can also redirect back to Phil's main website if you'd like to get some time on his calendar and talk about, you know, any of the issues that might be facing your retirement and your retirement journey. You can call him at 248-888-7530. It's 248-888-7530. Or again, just stop by philstaxhacks.com. For Phil and I'm Mark, we'll catch you next time here on the program. We'll see you later on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts.
investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.